Mighty Merp is a production of the Law Office of Melissa Rosenblum and the Niche Podcast Network. Wouldn't you love a backstage pass to candid discussions at the crossroads of motherhood, justice, community, entrepreneurship, mentoring, and success? Host Melissa Rosenblum is one of only a few women certified by the Supreme Court of New Jersey as a criminal trial attorney. When you add kids, a booming law business, and a little black book full of subject matter experts, you've got the Mighty Merp podcast. Mighty Merp is available on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite apps and players. But the best way to experience the show is to visit MightyMerp.com. That's MightyMerp.com. Welcome back to the Mighty Merp podcast. This is your host, Melissa Rosenblum. And I am excited to talk to another local female attorney whose name is Ava Murray. Ava Murray graduated from Nova Southeastern University in 2010 with a Bachelor of Science in Paralegal Studies. While attending Nova Southeastern, she was inducted into Delta Epsilon Iota Academic Honor Society. She attended Nova Southeastern University Shepherd Broad College of Law, graduating in 2017. During law school, she was a Phi Alpha Delta member and Pulse, the Health Law Study Student Society. After successfully passing the multi-state bar exam in 2019, Ava began her legal career with Marks O'Neill O'Brien. Dougherty and Kelly in the Cherry Hill, New Jersey office. She was an associate working for medical practice malpractice division where she defended nursing homes and medical professionals. During the height of the pandemic in 2020, Ava opened her own law firm called the Murray Law Group. Her practice areas are real estate, personal injury, and criminal defense. Welcome, Ava. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited that we finally are able to talk. I know that we've been scheduling and rescheduling due to your schedule and my busy schedule. Um, And so I'm excited that you were finally able, we were finally able to connect. I I am too. And I appreciate you you inviting me to be on your podcast. Yeah. So, um, I love the fact that you started your own law firm in 2020, um, really in the height of the pandemic. But before we get to talk about being an owner of a law firm, opening up a law firm, um, and how you ended up there, um, tell me a little bit about your origin story, um, pretty much where you grew up. You can start from the beginning, whether you always knew you wanted to be a lawyer um, and sort of how you, uh, you know, uh, decided to uh, take the journey of law school. Okay. Well, I'm an immigrant. I am actually born in Jamaica. I um, came to the United States when I was, I think, about six years old. Um, lived in Brooklyn, New York for quite some time. And then I um, moved to Florida. I spent most of my um, teenage years in Florida. Um, like I said, I went to um, undergrad in Flo- at Florida and in law school in Florida. Um, I have always known I wanted to be an attorney. I've known since I was seven years old. However, I didn't take the traditional route, you know, 
high school, undergrad, law school, because I became a mom at a very early age. So um, my focus was my son up until he was about seven years old. And then I decided to, you know, pursue my, my dreams and went to law school. And um, here I am today after a lot of, you know, taking time off from school because I wanted to focus on my son. He wasn't doing well in school. You know, I mean, it was, it was a, a lot of perseverance, but I, I did it. And here I am today. Did you work as a paralegal for a time period when you were younger? I did. I, I started out actually as a legal assistant. Um, I think I was maybe like 23 years old when I became a legal assistant initially, and then I moved up the ranks to a paralegal. Um, so I was a paralegal for maybe six years, um, and that included my four years of law school. So when you, so you didn't go straight to college either? Is that I, the delay? I did, I did not, right. When I was pregnant with my son, I actually, um, took courses at home and I and I got my associate's degree in business administration and then I took a significant period of time off to be a mom um so for the first four four years um I didn't go to school at all I just focused on him um I was a stay-at-home mom for about two of those four years and then I think he was maybe like three and a half almost four years old I think when I applied to undergrad and got in. And during that time when he was that little, were you also working in an undergrad or just a full, I, well, which is, yeah. by the way, as a mom, you know, when I say just, you know, just a mom, you know that I know everything that comes with that. I have four children. I've been a full-time mom. I've been a stay-at-home mom. I've been a working mom. So there is no like, taking away from that job. Oh yeah, I know. I, I understand that. I I worked throughout my entire collegiate career. I've never taken time off. Um I worked full time when I was an undergrad and then I was also a full time single mom. I worked full time while I was in law school and I was um a full time single mom. Matter of fact, my last year in law school, not only did I work full time, I was actually in law school full time. Because I had to catch up one semester. My dad um, was sick and I took an entire semester off and I wanted to graduate with my class. So I worked full time and went to school full time the last year of law school. Wow. I mean, and and so truthfully, how, how hard was that? I mean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know if there is a word in the English dictionary to really describe the difficulties that came along with that. Um, you know, my son, I believe when I graduated law school, my son was in the seventh grade. And um, as you know, Melissa, at that age, there's a huge shift, especially for boys. You know, they kind of become a little bit more <laughs> difficult. Um, so and, and besides waking up really early, to get him dressed for school, taking him to school, and then rushing off to work. And actually, in the middle of the workday, 
my wonderful bosses allowed me to take a class in the middle of the workday. Mm-hmm. I had class from 1230 um, p.m. until 3 p.m. Then I would have to rush back to the office, work until 6, and then rush back to school to get to school by 6.30. And then I wasn't done with my day until about 11.30 at school and then get home, you know, and then started that entire process over again every day for entire year of law school. It was really difficult. Yeah, I, I am cannot even really imagine, but it definitely goes to show that you, your perseverance and commitment of knowing what your end goal was. Did you have family support? Um, were you- I did. I did. And that was the great thing. So sometimes I, I wasn't able to pick my son up from school. You know, my sister stepped in, my mom stepped in. So, you know, anything I've ever done in my life that was difficult, I couldn't have gotten through it without my family. I mean, like, they literally are my backbone. That's amazing. And it, it's great that that in the end, you know that, that, uh, you know, it took... It took a village to get you through law school and to help raise your son. Absolutely. It absolutely did. How did you end up in New Jersey or back or end up in New Jersey? So I, I love the Northeast. Um, I love the, the, um, the seasons. I've always, when I went to, when we moved to Florida, it wasn't like, oh, let's move to Florida. It was circumstances beyond our control. Um, so I always knew I would end up back here. I, in the Northeast. I thought I would always be a Brooklynite, but (laughs) that wasn't the case. Um, I fell in love with someone and he lives in Philadelphia. Um, So I figured that, you know, New Jersey was close enough to Philly and close enough to Brooklyn, which is still in my heart, was a good spot to be. So I chose New Jersey. That's why I'm in uh, South Jersey and uh, exactly that reason. Um, I'm from North Jersey originally. And so, you know, grew up 10 miles out of New York City, from New York City. And um, I didn't even know there was a real South Jersey until I got, <laughs> until I got married. But that's what, how I ended up down here. Um, that's very funny. So the, the law firm that you started at, um, I always ask whether that is, um, it was my first job and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Did you know what type of law you wanted to practice or were you open to anything when you uh, graduated and were looking for jobs? I knew I wanted to um, practice civil. Um, be um, Well, I, I thought I wanted to be a personal injury as you should say, I, I, I've always wanted to be a personal injury attorney, especially for medical malpractice. Um, that's one of the reasons why in law school I was part of the, the Pulse organization, which basically focuses on, on the medical as- aspect of the law. Um, however, Mark O'Neill fell into my lap because while I was in law school, I worked at a law firm that also practiced um, insurance defense. So because I had such an extensive background as a paralegal, um, you know, helping attorneys with insurance defense matters. Um, this firm was, I thought, was the best fit for me at the time. And I honestly thought I would be there now still to this day, but it just didn't work out that way. And so what made you take the leap um, in 2020 to open up your own law firm? Because what I find amazing on this is 
you were practicing maybe two years when you decided to open up your firm? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I jokingly say I was practicing 21 to 22 years and, and opened up my own law firm uh, while everyone was saying, you know, open up your firm, go fly. And I was like, I'm not ready to fly yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I was ready. I, I was ready to fly. I was um, I was so unhappy with the um, the way things are with insurance defense firm. Is like you you don't really practice law because you have to answer to so many people in in regards to what to do with the case. Like the adjusters have their own opinions, and you know I was um, I was a, a first almost two year associate, so my opinion about a case really didn't matter and i felt like i was not practicing law i still felt like a paralegal so i said to myself like i'm i'm just really unhappy and to be honest Melissa, i don't i didn't want to live my life billing like billing was more important in a is, is more important in an insurance defense firm than actually practicing law and that's my opinion, um, obviously. Um, and I couldn't do it anymore. I just, I wanted to practice law. I wanted to, to draft the motion the way I felt fit. You know, I wanted to argue the way I felt fit. I didn't want to go through all the yellow, red, purple, orange tape to um, resolve a case. You know, so I, I just wanted to leave. And I chose to open my own firm because I wanted to do things my way. And I, and I knew that if I went with another firm, it would probably be the same issue. And I would probably have found another job at an insurance defense firm. And again, I would not be happy. So I just wanted to break the cycle early on. Well, it's great that you did because I know that you're having a very successful practice in two years. Now you do real estate, personal injury and criminal defense work. And um, I assume the personal injury now is plaintiffs personal yes. injury. Correct. Um, how did you decide to go um, the avenue of handling criminal defense work? You know, as a little girl, <laughs> <laughs> watching all those shows and, and seeing all... What show was it? Oh my God, I can't even remember the name of the show. But I do remember watching Allie McBeal. Mm-hmm and um, a couple of other shows with these high-powered attorneys. And it was just so much, it just seemed like so much fun going to the courtroom and arguing. And I just, I, I wanted to do that. I really did. So that's why I, I decided to be a criminal defense attorney. Should I and date I'll, myself and say LA Law? Was LA, oh, LA Law? I think LA Law still comes on on that, that um, what's that app called? Oh, I forgot the name of the app, but a lot of those older shows come on on that app, like Magnum PI and stuff like that. Thank you for listening in. Stay tuned for the next part in this conversation. Mighty Merp is available on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite apps and players. But the best way to experience the show is to visit MightyMerp.com. That's MightyMerp.com. This podcast is not a source of legal advice. No two legal cases are the same. Contact an attorney if you require legal assistance.